Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of The Coloring Book Coach? Visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. Hey there, it's Kim, and welcome to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? This week, we bring you three stories about times when things were obvious, but you or the people around you just don't see it. We've got stories about shitty tires and Minnesota winters, a story about everybody's favorite naughty beagle who was consistent about one certain thing his entire life, which I refuse to see, and a story about a very persistent Robin. Stay with us. Hey, before we get started, I've got to remind you about our virtual happy hour that we're holding on Zoom next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Carrie, Jenny, and Skye are actually going to be together, which could be like herding cats. And myself and Aaron will be coming at you on our own. We'll be celebrating with our signature cocktail, the Drunken Donkey. Get the recipe and grab your spot by signing up at howinthehellpodcast.com. Hit pause and go do that right now. We'll wait for you. Sign up now at howinthehellpodcast.com. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Quick note, as always, today's episode includes swear words. Stay tuned. In this short story, I'm living with Aaron when we have a strange encounter with a robin. Here's a little backstory. Her dog, Dozer, had caught and killed a robin in her backyard earlier that summer, and Erin had had a baby bird land on her shoulder the previous summer and bond with her for about a month. She was convinced that she was the original bird mama. Now, she has a very persistent robin wanting her attention. It seemed pretty obvious that the robin was there to deliver a message, and whenever I have any sort of interaction like this with nature, I always do a quick search to discover the meaning of whatever it was that showed up. In this case, robin means, you are reminded that in order to grow, you must clean house beforehand, let go of attachments and emotions that are no longer useful for you, allow joy and happiness to fill your life. And thinking back to that time, This is a very appropriate message for everyone who lived there. We were all trying to clean things up, move on, and allow joy and happiness back into our lives. And I guess that Robin really wanted us to know that. When I was living with Erin, she had that Robin. You know, she had that big door, and then she had the side window on the side of the door. And she she comes and gets me. She's like, what is up with this robin? It's like on her front step and it would peck at the window like, well, it was daylight and we didn't know where I'm like, it seems like it's like, I'm like, it obviously wants to come in. (laughs) And then she's like, I think it's the robin. I think it's the robin of like Dozer killed its mother and it's come back to haunt me. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with it. So then this went on for a couple days. Well, then you know, she and I used to like text each other. She'd be downstairs. I'd be upstairs. So she texts one, like, it's like day three. She's like, holy shit. The Robin is at the window now on the ledge at her office, like Mm -hmm. where it can see her pecking. 
Oh my god. Yeah, it went on for like three or four days. We don't know what happened, but we like finally shooed it away. And then the next thing, like like a day or two later, we saw one of her neighbors and she's like, I don't know what's happening. I've got this robin pecking at my window. And I'm like, Oh my god, what's wrong? I don't know what it was. It was weird. And Aaron's <laughs> like, It's because I'm a bird mama. And I'm like, Maybe, but I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Bentley the Beagle was a never-ending supply of surprises and stories. He was also very consistent in some of his behaviors, even when I failed to pay attention to that fact. And here's another funny Bentley story. So I had friends that lived like half a block up from us when I lived in Minneapolis. This is with husband number one. So Bentley was probably about five or six then, and the people up the street from us who are our friends got a uh, golden retriever puppy. And this dog was like, golden retrievers are great dogs, but they're just like big, dumb orange dogs. That's, yes, I mean, yes. I mean, they're not. Which is, which big is why they're charming. Yes. I mean, that's part of their they're goofy. I should call them. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yes, that's exactly. And okay, so we go over there to like hang out one night and we're all having a good time. But the dog is a puppy and Bentley's like five or six. And like Bentley puts up with them for a while. You know, they're having a good time. And all of a sudden, we're probably like 90 minutes into the evening. I was always constantly like, where's the dogs? You know, because I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's awfully quiet. I'm like, where's the dogs? I look, Bentley's at the door with his leash in his mouth. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Like, get me the fuck out of here. I've done my time. I'm the (laughs) go. You know what else he used to do to me? When I'd leave him at the kennel, the one where he tried to organize the breakout. When I'd go yeah. to a lot of times, when I'd go to pick him up, I'd be like so excited to see him, you know, and they'd go mm-hmm. to get him and I'd be upstairs waiting for him because I didn't always go down into the kennel to get him. I'd be like ready for my big reunion. They'd come walking upstairs. He'd walk right by me like he didn't know me. And one time he did it so like smoothly, like I'm like for a second, I wasn't sure it was my dog. <laughs> I'm like, is that Bentley? I'm like, are you sure that's Bentley? Because he was so like, fuck you. I've been in the, I've been in the jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's acting like a cat. That's the kind of thing. Oh, do. That's God, that so- dog. Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget. This is a lot of this stuff is in the obituary I wrote, but I remember the day that we got the re- retractable leash. You know, he could go 20 feet ahead or 20 feet behind me. Oh mm-hmm. my God. I, if a dogs can smile and I just remember him like going, you know, like me, him stopping to sniff something and me being, you know, letting him go for the 20 feet and then him zooming by me, but looking up, like smiling, like this is the best fucking yeah. thing ever. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he did eat literally, he probably ate 200 chapsticks over his lifetime. I, I mean, I think I just started buying one for him and one for me because he just would always get them and he'd eat them and I'd find them in his bed. And one chewed up sock of mine, always. This is Bentley, right? Yep. And he was also like, they're not good in the cars, in cars either. He, we tried, we took him up north with us a couple times and twice ended up one time at the emergency vet. When Bentley the Beagle was around, there was never a dull moment. Find out what happens next with the dog I used to affectionately refer to as the Hound from Hell. Hey there, it's Kim. I'm just popping in to answer a quick question someone asked. 
which is what more they could do to help support the show beyond sharing, reviewing, and subscribing. Here's a quick list. One, buy us a cookie or two at coffee.com. That's coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. It's actually spelled ko-fi.com and then forward slash how in the hell. Two, we have fun merchandise, shirts, mugs, bags, even socks. The link is at howinthehellpodcast.com. Three, are you a small business owner? You can advertise on the show. Email howinthehelldidigethere at gmail.com or call 323-488-3303. Thank you, and now back to the show. And he was also like, they're not good in the cars, in cars either. He we tried, we took him up north with us a couple times and twice ended up one time at the emergency vet because he was projectile vomiting on me in the back seat. You were driving or you're in the back no, seat? No, I was, we had a friend with us and we were going up north and I was in the back seat with Bentley and we oh, thought, oh, okay. we know he doesn't have to be in his crate. And I'm like, I'll hold on to him. I had my parka over my, like over my lap, like a blanket. I just, yeah, yeah all of a sudden he's like, and I am now sitting with like a, puddle of puke in my parka and we're it's like february or something in northern minnesota where and we had to stop in duluth and and like a vet and get pills for him or whatever i'm like oh my god and then i don't know why i didn't learn from this and then i don't probably 10 years later me and ex-husband two number two decide oh we'll take bentley up north with us he proceeds to eat deer pellets which is deer poop which i don't realize he's doing this like, he's mm. all outside the cabin, eats all this deer poop. Again, it's, like, March-ish. It's still snowy, kind of muddy snow. And then all the way home, like, throwing up and diarrhea. I mean, that was my first experience with Bentley. We took him away from the farm, and we got, like, a mile away, and he started with the projectile puking and um, diarrhea. And then we got him to Mom and Dad's house, and he was so stinking cute. Jenny gave him a bath. She gave him a stuffed animal. It was a little gorilla. So that's when he's when you when you got him as a puppy. Right, but then I mean we oh. should have known that's what he did his whole life in the car. In this story, I'm driving a brand new car, and it's obvious to me that the car is great, but the tires are shitty. This point becomes crystal clear to me one day on a drive to work. So, well, you remember my car, Goldie. I had a gold Honda Civic that I bought in 2001. It was Yeah, that really weird gold color. Yep. Oh, I remember that car because every time I would see that car, I'd be like, wow, because the color was so weird. (laughs) I know. I thought I was going to buy the blue one, but when I saw that weird gold one, I'm like, that's just so fucking weird. I'm buying it. But that car... Hey, that car got me back and forth across the country. How many times? Uh, Many, many times. So I buy the car and I love the car, but I, I think, you know, mm, it was a stick shift and I'm like, God, it just doesn't feel like it always grabs the road. Like when you're going over a curve, if there were bumps or something, I'm like, it just doesn't feel like it's like grabbing the road. So I don't know, a couple of years go by and I'm like, you know, I feel like my tires aren't that good. So I tell X number two, I'm like, I don't feel like my tires are very good. I'm like, I need to get new tires. So he goes out and does like the penny test or whatever the fuck it is, the quarter oh, yeah. test. Yes. Does yeah. that and says, no, 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 you've got plenty of tread left on these tires. They're fine. Okay. 
So this goes on. I still, I'm like now, I'm not really feeling safe in my car because it just, like I said, it didn't feel like it gripped the road. Mm-hmm. And and you're talking like winter and rain driving, right? Or snow and rain or whatever. Any type of driving, even on dry pavement. Oh. Like if there was a certain, oh, yeah, no, it wasn't. There was an exit. There was an exit onto uh, Crosstown that I would take and I would be kind of worried about it. it was It was bumpy, you know? And my car would feel like it was like not on the road. I mean, it was feeling, you know, like it was weird. So probably like another four or five months go by and now it's fall. And I'm like, I am not excited about taking this car into winter because I, I don't feel good about the tires. So I tell my ex again, I think I need new tires. So he's like, okay, let's take it to the tire place and have them check the tires. So we do. And they say, no, you're good. Your tire, your tread's good. I'm like, Mm, okay. Okay. So Minneapolis has one of those big fucking snowstorms, and I have to drive to work in it, and it's like a you know six inch or whatever. And I drove city streets, but but mm. I also took a route that I had to go up a super steep hill that was about a block long. It was a block long hill, and it was steep. And so the day I'm driving, that day I'm driving, I'm on my regular route, but there is so much traffic. I'm like, oh, fuck this. When you have a stick, you can maneuver better in the snow. And I'm like, well, my tires are fine. So I'm like, I go over a block to the next street that's really not plowed. But, you know, people have been driving on it. And I'm like, oh, I can handle it. So I start going up that hill. I get halfway up. I start sliding backwards. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like fishtailing down and there's cars parked and shit. And I'm like, and of course I'm probably saying, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What do they tell you to steer into it or steer? I don't know what I did. I think I was calling in the angels and somehow there was a car actually came up going past me, got past me. And I came down and somehow went around the corner facing the street that I had come from. And I was yep. like, holy shit. Well, I'm like, I have to go back over to that street. Or no, I think I turned myself around and went to another street that didn't have the big hill. But I was really shook up. So I get into work and I come in and I, um, I had f- friends that worked in our print shop. And it was like right inside the door that I walked in. So before I even went to my desk, I had to like debrief someone because I was just like, I'm like, oh my God. What? <laughs> I just like saw my life flash before my eyes. <laughs> So I go in there and I tell my friend and he's like, you got to go on that. Uh, there's a website called like tirerack.com or something like that. He goes, they rate all the tires and people write in and rate them like Amazon. He's like, go, go look up your tire. He's like, go back outside and see what tires you have on that car and then look it up. I'm like, oh, okay. So I do. I go in. I look it up. Here's the, what I read. Worst, uh, they're, first of all, they're rated um, – nine out of 10 in snow, which means they're like nine out of 10, the worst tire you could have in snow and ice. And then it is one story after another of people's like near-death experiences. Oh my God, I tried to stop and flew off a bridge embankment. Oh my God. You know, I, <laughs> yes. So, so then it turns out, and I, I later found out that um, a lot of times when you buy a new car, you really need to check the you check to make sure your tires are good quality because sometimes they're not like you could be getting a great car because Hondas are great cars, but the tires might not be the best. Yeah, and I was just pissed because I bought the car new and that was just the factory oh, yeah. tires that came with it, and they weren't great tires, and they were terrible tires for where I lived. 
So yeah. yeah, that was the tire story. And I'm like, holy shit. That was like so insane. You've been listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here, which is written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden, with editing help from Carrie Floden. I'd like to say a special thank you to you, our listener, for all your love, support, and encouragement. Be sure to check out coffee.com forward slash how in the hell, where you can say thanks by buying us a cookie or two. And come hang out with us on our Facebook group and at our virtual happy hour next week. Find the info on that at howinthehellpodcast.com, and the links are in our show notes. This week's episode featured myself and Carrie Floden. Our sponsor is The Coloring Book Coach. Find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. Both our theme song and ad music are created by Silent Partner, who we found on YouTube's Creator Library. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, How in the hell did I get here? Even Bentley, as like clueless as he was, they say the beagles are in the top 10 smartest dogs in terms of like problem solving. Mm -hmm. And also the bottom 10 in trainability because they're just like fuck you because they're smart (laughs) but even he yeah even he though i trusted his like a few times i like when i was like dating and stuff i had a few guys come to the door and bentley was like "Mm," would not have anything to do with them and he wasn't that i mean he was gonna check you out he wasn't gonna those guys i'm like no i'm not gonna see him again because and then the one guy, one guy pissed me off and he and Bentley were good friends. And when he came by the last time to like, Bentley was like, he never moved from my side. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah, that's one of the beauties of dogs.